Hello, my name is Jason Reichel, and you're listening to Risk Management Brick by Brick. I'm fascinated with people who are helping build and maintain the physical world around us. On each episode of this podcast, we'll dive in with a risk manager, speak to them about how technology plays a role in this process. Joining me for this episode of Brick by Brick is Seth Hausman, the Managing Director of Krauss Anderson Risk Innovation at Krauss Anderson Insurance, a company which consistently ranks among the top 50 construction management at risk firms in the US. With over 25 years of operational and business leadership experience, Seth specializes in construction risk management, insurance, and technology. He's the perfect first guest for this podcast. Let's get to our discussion. Hello, Seth. How are you? Hello, Jason. Thanks for having me. One thing we start every episode off with is the question of how did you end up on this podcast? Give us a little bit about your background and how you are where you are in your career today. So I'll answer the first part first. How I ended up on this podcast is a pretty deep connection with TrustLayer over the past year. It's been a product and a technology that speaks to our agency and to our customers for an important solution to some issues. If you want to wind back the clock, I've been in the insurance industry my entire career for about almost 30 years at this point, but always considered myself part of the construction industry, just like you we had talked about earlier. You considered yourself part of the technology industry, but connected to another part of the world. Being part of the construction industry and the insurance industry is kind of a uniqueness from the way I grew up professionally. It meant we were going to bring insurance solutions to the construction industry at the time. But being part of the construction industry versus being part of the insurance industry kind of made that feel a little bit different along the way. I spent 25 years in the underwriting world and the last four years in the agency world. Great. So one of the preambles I do when we're off the air, but I'll do it here too, is I think that technology has had a complicated relationship in insurance and construction in more... What well, if you're an in, if you're in technology, the term we use is legacy industries, right? Which is kind of telling itself how we how we view that. And TrustLayer has worked from the very beginning to work directly with brokers, understand the pain points of the organization, really try to take an empathetic approach to what technologies and solutions have we garnered. And unfortunately, like other tech solutions, what we found, especially when we talk about risk management and vendor digital, what we do is risk transfer. What we found is. Risk in itself is a philosophical question, as in there is no piece of technology that can go, this is, you are protected 100%, nor is anyone's definition of risk, like a pinpoint definition in a dictionary where this is what avoiding risk look like. It's all about them building their own appetite or companies or agencies building their own appetite for what they're willing to consume and doing business in, in the physical world. I like to want to start with you, which is how do you define what your risk appetite is? How do you recommend to people what programs should look like? And how do you make judgment calls before it ever even touches technology? So I think the answer goes back to the difference between risk and insurance. And they are two very different things. And as an underwriter, we often got the question from contractors or any businesses, can you provide insurance for all of the risks that we take in our business? And the answer was always, no, we can't. And by the way, you don't really want us to. Because if we did that, we would effectively own you because risk and reward go together. So if you wanted us to assume all of your risks, you'd effectively be asking us to take all of your rewards also, in which case you no longer run your own business. So the difference between risk and insurance is risk 
lives in every single decision that a business makes. Insurance ends up being the treatment for risk, but it's not the only treatment for risk. The construction industry particularly is a very high-risk business. That's the nature of the business. And the goal around risk management is understanding the risk, understanding the decisions that you're making, and then being informed about it. We use the tagline in our organization, Best Informed Risk Management, which is simply, you absolutely are going to have risk in your business, and you ought to be in, you ought to be informed about that risk and make decisions about whether or not you want to, A, transfer the risk, which is the insurance, avoid the risk, which means don't do something, or treat the risk, which is keep it and manage it aggressively and appropriately within your business. Those are all solutions to how you approach risk, but not having risk effectively means you have no business. Yeah. So taking that, just going back one step and talking about the treatments. So the way that you think about the landscape is treat it, put a diligent plan in it to manage that risk to the best of its ability, but the upside's worth it transfer it, which is the insurance option, or avoid it, say no to that particular project or whatever it might be, because the reward isn't worth the risk for your business. Those are some of those treatments that you were speaking about. Yeah, absolutely. And each one of those comes with decision-making. And there's always more than one option in decision-making. Employees are very, in any business, coming running to their supervisor saying, well, we have to do blah, blah, blah. You never have to do that particular thing. There's always two or three. In every single scenario in the world, there are multiple options. Some of them may be terrible and you may have discounted them in your head right off the bat, but risk is about decision-making and it's about understanding the options around decision-making. The the sort of the the tongue-in-cheek example I use all the time when we get asked about how to eliminate workers' compensation claims for employees, the first answer is, have you considered the option of having no employees? Right, right, yeah. Well, we can't really, well, that would solve your problem. Clearly, it brings other problems and you're not really going to do that. But the point is, there are always multiple options. You're right. And you weigh those options and then you make an informed decision. Yeah, that's really good. It goes straight to this philosophy I've had, which is why have traditional softwares or technologies in this space not endured? And that is because when you think about technology being binary, either you are, this is risk or this isn't risk. A lot of old legacy technologies were all built around sort of stop gaps and stopping things and, and making that, making the flow, disrupting the flow versus trying to build this informed look into the business so that you can make that decision. Have you seen technologies in your career change their approach to trying to help aid this problem or are technology still getting it wrong? I think technology has has transformed quite a bit. And I, I come back to the biggest difference being the connection between technology and process. I think the some of the older technologies where here's our technology solution, this should solve your problem versus the viewpoint that, or at least the, the more proactive viewpoint on the technology side is here's the technology that will support your process. It won't eliminate your process. It won't solve your problem. It won't eliminate your risk. The technology is there as a support for an existing process. But without a robust process, the technology doesn't do anything. The thing I found specifically that some people don't get about technology is in my space, I've always worked within trying to bring visibility into process is sometimes the technology itself exposes things that you don't even know are happening and you don't like that exposure. And thus you have a bad opinion about the software, whereas maybe the technology is just exposing the information in a way that is more digestible. I found lots of organizations who 
rather be less informed. And so one of the key things you said that is your agency's, one of the mottos is to be informed. What does it take in this day and age to be informed? Like, what are the inputs of that? How do you manage that? So if you think about it specifically around the certificate of insurance management process and trust layer as an example, there are multiple components of the process where information is necessary. And you know, we pride ourselves as being consultants, not just insurance providers. Certainly we provide insurance products, but that consultative piece is, is important. And it starts at the front end with what's in your subcontract agreement, for example. And many of mid-sized contractors don't fully understand what's in their own contract. So step number one, and that's even before you touch the technology, is what's in your contract that you're asking. If you don't understand fully what you're asking for, when you get something back from a subcontractor, you have no idea if it's meeting the requirement or not. Matching up or meeting the requirements, right? Yeah. You have no idea. So you're really starting, if you unwind the process, our role in the risk management cycle is to be that informed insight leaders to help because we don't expect our customers to actually understand all the information there. That's, that's the role that we're playing in the industry. They know how to build. I don't expect them to understand the nuances of the differences between different versions of an ISO additional insured endorsement, for example. I wouldn't expect them to. That's the role that we're playing there in helping them with that process and understanding those components. So all of that, again, happens way beyond what the technology is. If you don't understand your contract, you don't understand your requirements, you can't make an exception to your requirements, which of course you can do in the software, but you wouldn't even know how to do that or why to do it unless you have that insight. Right. Or you may be accepting it and not understanding what you're actually accepting, right? Like that's Yeah. So to me, the big part of being an, an informed risk management consultant, which is what our, our organization does, is being able to help our, our customers understand those components that are adjacent to their business, but not core to their business. And that's exactly what you bring a consultant into the picture for. In all of our programs, we overlay process and insight management with the technology. We don't sell the trust layer technology in a vacuum by itself. It's always overlaid with a process and insight consulting that goes along with that. Why do you think if it is beautifully complex, this world that we exist in and in this, that so many organizations try to solve it with a single point solution, like a contract analyst or an individual admin who is reading these documents. Why do we keep, as these organizations in the industry, keep throwing less than ideal solutions at what is actually a complex, multifaceted problem? Yeah, I think it's a transformation a little bit from where the risk function or how the risk function sits in an organization. And I often equate risk to legal, financial, accounting, IT, for example. In many of those functional areas, it's not uncommon for a business to outsource or to have third-party support partners. IT is a great example. I mean, the majority of our mid-sized customer base you know, have outsourced functional consultants around some of those basic blocking and tackling items. But so to me, it's a transformation of moving the risk management function from a Insurance procurement, if you want to say that, which doesn't necessarily, yes, right, which is step a piece of the puzzle to a, a risk function, which is more equated with again accounting, IT, and legal, which you'd be very accustomed to having outsourced partners help you with those those areas of insight and competency. How do you think? I guess a lot of organizations at, at different levels go. When is the right time to bring outside help, and when is the right time to? do this myself and have a grasp on it myself. 
Do you have a recommendation for size or complexity? Is it more based on the complexity of what kind of projects you take as whereas when you need to bring in this consultative help? Or do you recommend it at the beginning of a business's journey that they do this consultative work? Well, I think the consultative work happens at the smaller end, certainly. The question is, how big do you get until you have a full-time general counsel on staff is the same question. How big do you need to be to have a full-time IT department? How big do you need to be to have a full-time human resources department? It would be the same around risk and risk management. How big do you need to be a full have a full-time risk manager? Those are all the same types of questions. And I don't think there's any one answer to those questions, but certainly... All of those functional areas, the consultative piece starts right from day one, because you certainly wouldn't have any expertise there as you grow and get more complex. Some of those functional areas, we have an HR consulting practice, for example, and in in many of those cases, those businesses don't have any full-time HR function. So they use fractional services for HR functionality, which is exactly the same model. At some point, they'll get big enough and they'll decide it's time to have a full-time HR director. I don't know if there's a magic answer to how big you need to be, but you need to get to the point where the full-time equivalent would be equal to or less expensive than the consulting that you're spending for any of those functional areas. Right, which seems like a no-brainer. Why I was really asking this question is when I was analyzing and talking to people about where they got their contracts from, you'd be surprised by how many large organizations are not consulting with anyone and legitimately just pulling some of their contract language from an internet template that they found someplace that they don't fully understand And then they build their business and what they're asking for people to have from an insurance perspective on the back of not being informed and not truly understanding this. And so from my perspective, it's just there's this large gap still to be filled, even though this industry is very old and these practices have have matured over time. There's still a lot to be said about how technology can sometimes make things appear like you're covered. In reality, you are not covered because you don't actually understand the landscape you're stepping into, which is one of the core principles of our organization at TrustLayer is to, again, work with the industry because this is, it's not rocket science, but it's very complex in the expertise necessary in order to treat what's happening. We act like it's just insurance, like, oh, I need this thing or I need this coverage and that. But in reality, it's very complex. And I just think it's really important to highlight how this process starts much, much earlier than some businesses give it credit to or engage. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, again, exactly why we, I said earlier, we would not sell or promote the TrustLayer platform without a process and insight component because they go together. If we handed the platform to many of our customers, it wouldn't improve their risk management practices without the insights and the knowledge that they would probably need to go along with that. There are certainly exceptions with full-time risk management people, but for the most part, that's true. But they're still providing that in some way, and I totally agree with you. It's like, how good is QuickBooks without an accountant that understands accrual practices? Yeah, same idea. And we accept that in certain areas, in certain technologies, but we don't in other other areas, right? We think that technologies are silver bullets. Mm -hmm. If you had to forecast the future of the industry, and that's what I'm asking you to do, so it's a hard question, How big of a role will technology play in your vision of the future of this? I think from an efficiency standpoint, it has to. Both the construction industry and the insurance industry you mentioned earlier are are huge legacy industries, very fragmented industries, and very inefficient in many ways. So the opportunity, sort of the curve opportunity is significant in both of those two places. And we are seeing it. We're seeing it today in claim adjusting, particularly around property and, and the use of drones, for example. 
that's as, as recent as a few years ago that wasn't happening. And today it's happening with some regularity on property damage. It's happening around agricultural losses to losses. So we're seeing it there. We're seeing it in the auto industry. We're all driving around vehicles that are effectively computers on wheels. So the amount of technology that's built into the vehicle that helps the insurance industry is massive and untapped. So we are starting to see opportunities in the insurance industry where smart companies are capitalizing on that data to help their underwriting or not to supplement the underwriting to become their underwriting. So there are absolutely some big ticket examples where you're seeing technology change dramatically. A lot more on the insurance company side around predictive analytics in terms of pricing is becoming almost a given on the insurance company side. Now, the synergies across the industry are always going to be challenging. So while I would say many companies now are using predictive analytics to help pricing, they're using their own homegrown predictive analytics. So there are teams of data scientists today in large insurance companies, never existed certainly 10 years ago, but their insights are unique to their particular business. So how you take that across the industry still becomes a challenge, but certainly within the industry, those are given the bigger companies. Here is, we talk a lot about the industry on the podcast and, and I still like to always imagine that we're all professionals here and that we're all trying to build our careers and we're not just you know all the nuances of insurance or technology. So from my perspective, what's a piece of career advice or advice that you give to someone who is emerging into their career that was beneficial to you that you might want to share as an outro to the podcast? The word I use a lot with people we hire today is curiosity. And it can be curiosity in a whole bunch of different areas. But as an employee, you need to be able to do the blocking and tackling of the tasks that you're provided. But if you're not curious to learn more about something, anything, and it almost doesn't matter, you're going to continue. You'll fall behind or said the other way. The more curious you are, the more curiosity you have, the more insightful you'll become and the more you'll be beneficial and have career opportunities and also personal satisfaction in what you do because you're likely to be curious and you're likely to follow paths where, you, where you've got that curiosity. So that's a word I use pretty frequently now when we talk to new employees that we're looking to hire. Thank you very much. Seth, you said about 50 things that I'm curious about, and I wrote down here <laughs> some analogies that I find to be very fascinating. So thank you for your time and joining us on Brick by Brick. And I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Risk Management Brick by Brick is brought to you by TrustLayer. Find out how TrustLayer manages risk so that the people can build the physical world around us. Head over to TrustLayer.io. And then make sure to subscribe to Risk Management Brick by Brick on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the Trust Layer team, thank you for listening.